And the filler episode begins now. <laughs> the filler episode begins the way Jacob says he will start today. And there he is drinking a dog. Of course. Okay, so we're starting now. We're starting everything now. I'm just warming my hands here. It's a chilly room. Yes, yes. This is, this is all Petra's it's a chilly fault, room, by the way. Your, your microphone's kind of leaned against... It's not even facing your, your mouth. Petra's fault, Jacob. It's fine. Everything is going according. I love premium quality. It's it's premium, Jacob. It's premium. I, I live for premium. I hear the premium. Premium sounds good. It's it sounds premium. premium. So. It's so premium that you will find your much. Welcome to Phil Sings Premium. <laughs> Premium. Let's try to do harmony. Ready? Premium. I go And then you do a different harmony. Okay. Premium. Are you using it? I'll do the harmony. Premium. Let's just go slow. Didn't work very well. Okay, so we're you know, it's you know a filler episode. It's kind of like that one episode we did before you left for the summer. This is the official, this is another official filler episode, I believe. Uh, yeah. Jacob, what's going on, buddy? Well, let's start with you. <laughs> okay. Let's start with you. I started, I wrote two pages of that script nice. for that night movie we're still working on. Hey, look, I'd rather be stuck in the story area than being stuck in producing the thing. Don't you think? Maybe we'll be really fast when we produce it. Who knows, you know? I think that just it just boils down to when you're starting on location, you're directing. I think then everything will go uh go okay. You know what I mean? Like I think that's where that's where the action is, you know, and that's where <laughs> literally you say action and it's, everything starts. So You're saying the action isn't the production? I think we'll be able to get a bunch of setups done per day than uh the average Joe. Pretty yeah, sure. I mean that. that's that's possible. Yes. Of doing uh, oh, yes. production shots. Oh, yes. No. Well, here we are. Let's see what's new on Twitter. Oh, Fistful of Fingers. Talk about that. What should I talk about? Well, it's Edgar Wright's Fistful of Fingers. You want to talk about that? Have you seen it? It's his first film. That that's all I know about it. I just like the story behind and, it. And uh, you do? Yeah, I like yeah. The, I like stories. Any story where I get to hear a little bit about how someone started out is always it's always an encouraging story. It's always an encouraging. So tell tell us about this story of. Well, I, I, I read only the one director article. of Shaun of the Dead, um, Hot Fuzz. Would you say you're a fan of Edgar Wright? Yeah, I like him. I like him. I think it's pretty good. I like his style. He's a cool guy. I still think. I mean, you have to admit, space, space, space is the one. <laughs> space was a hallmark. I think, I think so. space was a pretty good pioneering series, and uh, I like the style of space because it feels very uh, original. Original, and also feels like it's very loose in the sense that it's not taking itself seriously. It's a comedy, of course. It's, it's a comedy, but I'm saying that I feel like everyone involved. I don't think they're necessarily. Their aim doesn't feel like it was to make um, something 
super. Oh, have the dogs returned? I don't think their aim was to make something super. Yes. Um. You know, dramatic or anything. I feel like they did. They they had fun with it, and they made something cool. Anyway, I guess yeah. I guess the news and with Edgar Wright is that he made this film in '95 called Fistful of Fingers, which is a Western (laughs) comedy. I haven't seen it, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm just talking about the story behind it, which I read a little article from Empire magazine. I think they're a film film magazine. Yes. And uh, originally when the film came out, Empire had given Fistful of Fingers a one-star review. (laughs) And interesting enough, I wonder... See, I wonder about these things because if they gave it one star or one star review before, and now that Edgar Wright has made good movies and is well known, I guess that's why they feature Edgar Wright. It's just weird sometimes to think but why? about. Why? What are you talking about? You no, know, I'm just saying it's weird to think about how you know Empire gave it one star before when he was an unknown, but now that he's known. What did he give him like a three star? No, now? but I'm just saying like they're covering and stuff. It's just funny to think about how that stuff comes up. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that they wrote an article on him in his first interview ever about the film. Mm-hmm. After I think I saw that twenty years actually. or whatever it is. Oh, about the about film. the film because okay. he never did an interview about it. This is the first time he came up and talked <laughs> about it. <laughs> okay. And so the gist of the story was that Edgar Wright was explaining a little bit how he was really unfamiliar with how films are made, other than making, I guess, some short stuff with his buddies. And he decided to, he wanted to make a feature film. And he was inspired, I think, to do a comedy western. I remember he said that one of his mentors at film school uh-huh. yeah. suggested for him not to do that. And I remember he said... <laughs> what? And, and then he suggested said... Suggested him not to do huh? what? Not to do a, a western comedy. He said, it's probably oh. not a good idea for your first film. You should probably do something else, not a western comedy. <laughs> and Edgar Wright later said he was probably right about that. I probably shouldn't have done that. Anyway, all I remember from the story was that, you know, it's it's kind of a classic up-and-coming story doing a first film. It reminds me of Peter Jackson doing Bad Taste. Oh, I love Bad Taste. Where Edgar Wright got a bunch of his mates from school. They uh, asked for a budget. He asked around, he asked a bunch of famous people because he didn't know how it worked. He asked a bunch of famous people for 10,000 pounds to fund the film. 10,000 pounds sterling. And he got a lot of no's, as you'd expect. Until I he think. He got a lot of noses. Until he, I think he came across someone, I can't remember who it was, who decided to give him. Oh, yeah, it was some kind of a. Either a filmmaker, an investor, or something like that. And in order, he had inherited a lot of money. And in order to tax dodge, he decided to give him ten thousand pounds oh, to fund the film. And then he did that, and then they started to make the movie. And he was just talking about how they started making the film. It was crazy because they actually got people working on the movie apart from themselves. They had a crew, they had a camera guy. This is my idea, this is my idea, this is my idea. Sorry. It doesn't even sound like Edgar Wright. It sounds like someone uh, else. So he thought it was pretty amazing, and that's true, it is pretty amazing, and that kind of stuff can happen. It reminds me of, you know, it's cool, well let me finish the story, Then then he made that 
He started making the film. And he said they shot until the running man money ran out. <laughs> I thought he said they shot until the running man. The running up. man. Hello, I'm the running man. Until the money I'm ran out, and then they had to edit the film. Somehow they got extra funding. They finished the movie. The editing. He said while they were editing it, he said it was crazy because he was going to London from wherever he lived, and he didn't have a lot of money, and he had to, you know, he had to like scrape money to buy like energy bars. To oh eat no, for lunch energy bars. And, and he's going to this little editing space. I think it was an official studio somewhere. They're editing the film, getting it done. And then he was talking about how once the movie came out, mixed reviews. <laughs> and he was disappointed in a lot of reviews. Some people gave it a positive review. Some people didn't. Empire gave it one star and he said he was gutted, gutted. Oh. About the Empire review. And he said that he actually, I think, I don't know if it was for Empire or a different magazine, but he said because he was so. Out of money, he had to he had to shoplift the magazine in order Whoa. to in order to to read it. And he says he says that he publicly apologizes to the shopkeeper oh, for stealing man. for stealing the magazine. He said he'll he's thinking about you know, going back and putting a fiver there, whoever, <laughs> whoever works there. I thought that was funny. And then yeah, a lot of mixed reviews. I remember one of the reviews, one of the pe- one of the person said. Look out for, you know, look out for this new director. And he put the wrong name. He didn't put Edgar Wright. He put, like, one of the actors or something. Oh, so Alan Smithy. Something like that. <laughs> and then, yeah, and he was just he was saying how it was, like, you know, a pretty crazy time. But, no, I think it's cool. Like, those kind of stories are cool because it reminds me that, uh, you know, you can either make something or you can not make something. And when you make something, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. This stupid stand. I'm sorry, Jacob. I see him smiling and my knees start buckling. I see inside him and my doubts are gone. She started out as such an ugly duckling and somehow suddenly became a swan. (laughs) Became a swan. So happy to be here. Till now I never knew. It is you I'm dreaming go, of. No, but it you know it reminds me of that. Um, we all have an opportunity. Well, not always, but I mean, like some of us have an opportunity to actually create something. And yes, you know, I liked. There was a podcast I listened to recently. Um, there's this guy called Matt Carter. He's the guitarist of Emery, the band Emery. Ding, he ding. was interviewed. Do we need our own bell. Ding ding for nah, <laughs> the bell. And he was interviewed recently because he usually doesn't do interviews. And um, I really like the interview. Um, pretty cool. I guess if you don't know Emery, you probably wouldn't be interested in it. Anyways, what I liked his view on creating stuff is that it's not necessarily so much about um, the. Uh, well, I kind of agree with him, but at the same time, I have some differences that he. You know. I'm 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 spicing up the spicing up the thing. I know, but you spice up every five seconds. Okay, I won't. You should spice up every minute. That'll be fine. Okay, I'll I'll keep a counter. And his view is kind of that. Um, it's not so much about the art per se of making something, but it's in the fact of making a deliberate choice to create something versus not. Which I think is pretty good, because I, I think that is true. And he even, like, extrapolated all the way to, like, you know, he mentioned a story about how, you know, props to the to the person at a family reunion, you know, who says, like, we're going to watch this movie. 
And that's a decision to do yeah, something yeah, yeah. and not to do something and sit around and be like, oh, what are we going to do? Right. It's just like, let's do something. And I like that view because it's, um, it's not only true, I think, but it also is kind of motivational because, you know, even if you feel like you suck at something, the point is that you're making something. And yeah. something that didn't exist before now exists. That's interesting, isn't it? I think it's cool. I think it's a cool view. And I, I pretty much agree with it. I do think, though, there's an element of, you know, a need of self-expression and, you know, getting stuff out there. But I still think that it's a, it's a cool way to look at it. And that's why stories like the Edgar Wright story just remind me that not most people are satisfied with not doing anything. Most people are satisfied with either consuming, because that's so easy, I do it too. And then criticizing. <laughs> criticizing, exactly, exactly. That is so true. And this is something I'm just trying to work on more and more. Is <laughs> yeah. not, did you make it past the minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Ow. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that's a criticizing. I mean, that's true. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's okay for people to criticize because it's good to have other people's opinions over something right. they might or might not like. And then you get to understand these people's opinions and what they're, where they're coming from and why they don't like it. And, you know, that that will probably help you do a better job next time so critic but, uh constructive criticism yes but uh yeah but like you know when we when we criticize movies and stuff yeah. like that um it's fine but uh you know i i think what i'm learning more and more and i'm kind of happy about this is that i'm trying to get in more of a mindset to really to not focus so much on making criticism the automatic response yes because it's, that's the easiest thing to do and i've done it all my life, you know, just that you criticize instantly when you see something, instead of going, what's good about this? You say, yeah, I don't oh, that's it. wrong. Or you watch when we say, I didn't like it. But the only problem I have with yeah. that is... Oh, wow! Ow! Ow! Sorry, I'm just going to make random noises. For some reason, I'm okay, really it's the filler episode. And, uh, yeah. So... Go ahead. Um, so We're what I feel about, about yeah, what I feel about it is that, um, well, look, there's there's this thing, you know, <laughs> he's just this guy, you know, Zephod Beeblebrox. What are we talking about? I was talking about the, kind of the approach of criticizing as an automatic response to something yes, that's been created um, specifically. I used to criticize. Well, I still do, obviously. I mean, <laughs> Star Wars. <clears throat> um, because I feel like that's not the right. This isn't my idea. This isn't my idea of a sequel to of a continuation, a continuation of a of a serial. And that is why I think I always have a. I come from a strong opinion of something that should change, and that's why I have to mention things that I have to mention. Because Morgolo, come here. Need more spikes here. Don't give me that, Morgolo. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna stop doing these one-minute things. This is gonna be so annoying. Okay, for ready for this? I have a great quote I'd love to share. Okay, which I, I would like to talk about this later in some okay. future episode. Okay, sure. Maybe in a Jake episode, but you can, sir. Some of you might have heard of a website called Brain Pickings. Which I think is quite I a got lovely no brain to picture. A brain picker. It's quite a lovely site, I think. I pick others' brains. It's ran by a lady called you know what I mean. Maria Popova, 
who's actually Bulgarian, but she lives in New York. She's Bulgarian. And what's amazing is that she has such a really interesting way of... So what she basically does is she writes kind of commentaries of mostly, uh, you know, philosophers and writers and people who have, have done something in the past and that usually you don't find the internet. And her one of her main points is kind of that a lot of the good stuff out there that people have written and ideas is all not accessible on the web. And her whole idea is to dig that stuff up, read it, and talk about it. Wow. I didn't and I, I like her approach because it's very it's very it's a very, you know, optimistic approach. You know, it's not a critical approach. It's very much looking at the writings and saying, What is good here? Hmm. What can we get out of it? Anyway, that's a whole other topic, but it's an interesting style. You may have heard about it. And well, she has we're this gonna... thing promo that one yeah yeah and she has this um she has this because she she's, she's ran the site for nine years now at the end of nine at years. the end of like intervals she makes a little post called like nine learnings from nine years of brain pickings and and she has nine things she's learned while writing brain pickings and one of them i think is just really really good and it's so hard to to accept but i think it's such a good message oh it's here. It goes like this, and it's so on topic to what we're talking about. So this is number three on her list. Be generous. Be generous with your time and your resources and with giving credit, and especially with your words. It's so much easier to be a critic than a celebrator. Always remember there is a human being on the other end of every exchange and behind every cultural artifact being critiqued. Wow. Yeah. To understand and to be understood, those are among life's greatest gifts, and every interaction is an opportunity to exchange. Them. Oh, that is so great. Isn't Jacob, great? you stupid what? idiot. Why? I hate you and your stupid beard choices, and I also dislike your glasses. They're so dumb and square. Jacob, what were you thinking? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, Isn't that a great quote though? That is a good quote. I like it. I, I wanna so I wanna I wanna be more like that. Exactly. I know, you know that I'm not because but here's my problem. My problem is that when I critique something, yeah. it's going to be on like on a giant system. Okay. Explain. It's like I'm yelling at the Star Destroyer. Okay. No one's gonna hear me because it's the big machine. There's nothing, absolutely nothing I can do to stop this Death Star from Obliterating Alderaan. So I just want to be like, hey, this stupid Death Star is obliterating Alderaan. I understand you. And that's why I feel like it's okay for me to critique something like that because it's it's a multitude of people. It's a machine. Right. No, I think there is it is a it is a so spectrum that, that, in a way. What I mean with yeah. this analogy is of course like the big high budget you know, those Hollywood movies. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not so black and white. But I, I don't want to do that. I don't. I would rather say it's good. It's good. And then if someone has to ask me, I would yeah. say, "Well, you know, I, I, I'm not. I don't prefer this or that." Problem is, if I say it's good, it feels like I'm just being pulled into the wave of okay. the other masses. I know that's a different topic. You're, I know what you're talking about, though. We you can know? get into that. But it's a different. I think it's a different element. It's like everybody's going Heil Hitler, and they're all doing the the Hitler salute, and I'm like. Yeah. It's okay, but not Hitler's okay. I know, I know. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's okay, but... <laughs> I know I what you're talking about. That. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good second part. Okay. But the first part, we're talking about, let's reel it back in to this idea of, you know, being generous, is the automatic response is, like, I like, I love this phrase, it's being a celebrator, because that is such a difficult thing to do. That is so hard. That is one of the hardest things to be, is to be a celebrator. To say, 
I love this. Let me promote this. This is amazing. You know, I've learned something today. Yeah. I've watched this movie and it was great. These things were great about it. But it's true. And what you're talking about is that kind of when you're talking about these giant films, these kind of conglomerate, you so know, everybody's celebrating multifaceted it. giant movies, that it does in a way feel like it's separated from the, the, the person, the yes. kind of individual. And that is true to a degree, I think. And so when we're talking about criticizing a movie... There is some kind of wiggle room where you're like, okay, you know, this this is, of course, at the end, there's a director and the head of this, there's a crew and stuff like that, and it is a big project, and it's... it's This phrase, for instance, when she says that there's another human being on the other end of the exchange, that's true, but in this sense, there's many people. So, you know, I can understand in a way that it's a little bit less of a bad thing, per se. But at the same time, I think we have to reel it back in, and I think... This this kind of quote makes me at least want to focus on uh, not critiquing other people's work uh, when it comes to like individual work. You know, let's say if someone makes like a well, in that case, yeah. I definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely don't want to do that, and I really try not to do totally. That at all. Yeah, no, and I always go for the positive. But it is interesting because it's a difficult. Like I said, it's a except bit for of, Petra's writing. Her writing's horrible. The worst. <laughs> no, no, we're kidding. We're kidding. No, I mean, that, that is, you know, that is, uh, it is a bit of a spectrum when it comes, and that's difficult, it's a difficult question when you talk about, like, big movies. It's like, how do you translate this into practice? Because it's easy, I mean, it's not easy, but it's it's easier to understand when we're talking it's about individual work. But when we're talking about these big movies or, like, you know, how do you, you know, how do you approach that? It's difficult sometimes. But I think the important thing is that, I think a quote like this is just a really good reminder and it's something that I really want to work on is just to stop criticizing and to stop thinking. Um, because it's so much easier, it's so much nicer when you, let's say, you know, someone makes something and instead of going, oh, you messed up there, it's so much nicer to say, you know what? You're an awesome artist. You're an awesome yeah. person. Yeah. And, and, and just say, you know, it's great. Even if you might think it's not good, that's not the point. The point <laughs> is for you to go, true, yeah. this is great, you're going to go far. I agree. You know? I, th- I think that's I think that's quite a wonderful. I try thing. to do that. I really Me too. Do. And I, no, look, I'm not saying at all that I'm good at this. I'm terrible, but it's a really nice reminder, and I like that. You know, mm. be a celebrator. Yes. The that's children what, that's, that's seem to I get along to quite nicely. That's what we'll join our lands of this arrangement. Clicks, my dear King William. That's my point precisely. It's such good parenting and politics. So happy we agree. I think oh. we've got a deal. I think I'm reading this wrong. I don't know this. What are you reading, by the way? Swan Princess. Swan Princess. That song. This isn't my idea of fun. Oh, fun. I'm afraid I don't... I'm not familiar with this uh, this movie very well. I think there's a lot of people who we have nostalgic ones, pulls towards it, you know? Oh, yes. I don't have those. So I'm just... Because, you know, Petra, our friend, and, you know, helping us with the story for the... Helping me with the story for the movie I want to do... Short movie, you know, mm-hmm. Fistful of Fingers 2. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she's just showing me stuff on Skype, and then she just showed me this because it's one of her nostalgic things. And I know it's yeah. Michaela's nostalgic thing as well. And we, have a, we all have nostalgic things. So, like the other day, we were just watching, uh, you know, NBA Live 2001. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going left. We're not going right. I just want to get it all tonight. Can't stop now. My game is tight. No one can hold me. So, was it hold me down? I think so. No one can hold me down. Yo, stop. Boom. Everybody, come on. Yo, just you will burn them up. Reach the sky. 
Put your hands up. How you gonna win? Try. Pull them up. Pull them up. Does anyone know out there know NBA Live 2001 PlayStation 2? Everybody, get up. You reached the sky. Put your hands up. Wasn't it a nostalgic game? Yep. That was nostalgic. Got the feeling in the air. Yeah. A million pair of eyes are watching me from everywhere. And now that it's my time to shine. Da -da 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 -da. And, and no, no one can stop me. Making the night down. When I go left and I go right. I just want to get it all tonight. Can't stop now. My game is tight. No one can slow. <laughs> I said it again. No one can hold me down. Going up high. Going, going high is really difficult. Oh, yeah. No one can hold me down. No, that was bad. I think it's okay. I can't believe I'm stuck with her all summer. I bet she doesn't. I bet she. <laughs> I bet she doesn't wrestle, hunt, or box. He looks conceited. What a total bummer. If I get. Don't say that in England, by the way. If I get lucky, I'll get chicken pox. So happy you could come. So happy to be here. How I'd like to run. This is my idea. Okay, I'll stop. But yeah, we watched that. And let me tell you, we watched that. And then we watched, uh, we tried watching NBA Live 98. We couldn't find it because then we forgot that it was different. We had to look for NBA Fast Break. Fast Break! Fast Ooh. Break! Fast Break. It's yes. so funny. Good times. Good times. Fast Break. Remember well, the Fast socks? Break wasn't, the fast socks break wasn't good times. Yeah, the game would only render game. the socks in the reflection <laughs> yeah. of the basketball court. I love it. It's just the socks, not even the just shoes. The socks. <laughs> That's just for an effect, for like the 3D effect to show. Why couldn't they do the whole legs? Because they couldn't program it to run smoothly on the PlayStation. Oh, right, that one. makes sense. Now, remember, compare the graphics of. No of, one can hold. <sighs> of the of the Fast Break game, it felt so sad. The graphics of Fast Break. Yeah, it did. Didn't it? It's so small. The sprite ball. Yeah. Like sprite, like a sprite shape. Yes. Ah, uh, flat. And then you go to 2001. Woohoo! Yeah, but then we go look at 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. They, they should, yeah. But I love that song. When I go left, when, when I, I go right. Just I always sing out of key when I'm in the microphone. All tonight. Can't stop now. My game is tight. No one can hold me down. Don't stop. Everybody get up. And every time I do that, I do, because he goes like, pull him up, pull him up, right? Yep. And I always go, pull him up, pull him up. Oh, pull him up, pull him up. Get him cried, ball. I just don't drop in the mode. Reach style. Put your hands up. You ain't never win. Yo, how you gonna win? Never try. Pull them up. Pull them up. This is this is gonna be the best podcast episode. I know. Oh, I saw that. You see that? Jurassic Park premiere with premiere. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and yep. Laura Dern. That must have been cool. Ah, uh, the nineties. I would have loved 90s. to go watch the original Star Wars in nineteen seventy-seven. Woo! Woo! You know how cool that'd be? Yeah, we'd be great. That'd be so amazing. I oh, speaking of Star Wars, we're gonna do Return of the Jedi. We're doing that soon. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that soon. Totes, man. We'll just watch Return of the Jedi. Like, what if we just, like, call Tim? Well, we watch can't record him? him. Like, right now. Like, special secret call. Nah. He was in the last episode. I know. I'm just saying, like, to spice it the up. One, the last episode that actually had content. Yeah. To spice it up, you know? Yeah. Put your hands up. Yo, how you going with Pull them up, pull them up. <laughs> pull I, sh I should up, try. I should try stopping, stop shouting with that high register. Pull them up, pull them up. It sounds like a little child. It should be I like notice. Pull them up, pull them up. Okay. 
Hey, just a jack in the mouth. Hey, Colin, Phil. Phil Collins, he's back. You know, he's back. I heard that, yeah. Mm. Look at that Papa John's Wolverine. Jeff, don't don't mention things we people can't see. I know. I won't. <laughs> okay, so Return of the so, Jedi. We're gonna watch Return of the Jedi really soon. Yeah, you know right? it's funny. Uh, Should we watch Return it? Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's funny how we finish each other's sandwiches. Chris Duckman on There's, YouTube. Yeah. Had like really similar. A similar review. Yeah, it makes me kind of sad because ours is like a two-hour feature-length commentary, and he just reviews the same thing, exactly the same opinion, more was, or less. It was almost exactly the same. And his is just ten minutes, so it's like ours is useless. I wouldn't say it's useless. It's different. It's a different approach. Because we talked about the whole movie. We talked scene by scene, yeah. Exactly. We're like, this this scene, what does it mean here? What is that going on here? What is this character doing? Is this character good? Is this character bad? But it's funny how he has really similar. Remember that? Even when he said the, the ways of the force. That he was gonna watch he tried to watch episode four. Yeah. Was that before or after your trying to watch blind man, what was a year before? Oh, yours was a year before? Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I think Chris Duckman has Quite. pretty good reviews. I, I, yeah, I like them because they're It seems nice and level headed. Yeah. So if seems, you want to watch his yeah. reviews, they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. Well, I only watched it. Five. But they seem pretty cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Speaking of movie critics, I remember reading an article by Mark Kermode a long time ago. And he mentioned that his opinion was that the new critics would come from the internet. I think that's true. Well, duh. This isn't anything I know it's nothing new, but I'm saying that it is a transition from from Mark Kermode's world. True. Of uh, but how working critics, your way up, okay. of starting a radio, uh, finding a, a a magazine or a newspaper to write for, writing short columns, and then after years and years and years, ending sounds up like as you a slurred host. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, and then you end up being a critic for you know, Empire. And the Empire, yeah. But it's cool to see because, for instance, like people like Chris Duckman and others on YouTube who are just there, you know talking in front of the camera, reviewing a film, I don't see why not, why shouldn't someone like Chris Duckman be um, on the same level as a critic for The Guardian or something like that. I mean, after all, being a critic is essentially just um, stating your opinion and really how you felt about the movie. And of course, what makes the difference between a seasoned critic and someone who's new is that a seasoned critic has seen a ton of movies. And he can assess why this film works based on knowing how previous films uh, were done and, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of uh, patterns in, in film and storytelling and what works and what does and that kind of stuff. But I think that's cool. I think so. I remember also watching a video of um, Graham... Chapman? Graham, Graham, yeah, Chapman, <laughs> I was going to say Cham, Chapman. Graham Cochran, who runs... A channel called the Recording Revolution, and he does mixing tutorials, 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 mixing. And he interviewed, I think, a popular acapella YouTube singer. Oh yeah, I forgot his name. Scruff McGruff. That could have been his name, but 
but no, it wasn't. It was something like, something like, uh, hey, Johnny. And he interviewed him. Because he, he sometimes does interviews with mixers or um, musicians and so on. And I really like what the guy had to say was that, <laughs> I'm sorry. Scruff McGruff. Who is that? Is, uh, Take a bite of the crime. <laughs> the dog, the watchdog, Scruff McGruff. I'm not following. Take a bite out of crime. That's the kids for awareness of Dare? crime. Kind or crime. Of, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was talking about Scruff McGruff. What about the eagle? Stop. Don't touch. Oh, Eddie Leave eagle? the area. Tell yeah. an adult. Eddie. Eddie's classic. See, look at this. It's hilarious. Okay, anyway, good. Go. And he was talking about how, in his opinion, the future of uh, musicians and uh, content producers people making stuff is one of the reasons why people sitting in front of a camera talking has in a way surpassed this old model so let's take music for example right in the past you would uh, begin your career by starting a band playing local clubs uh, gaining a, f- a fan base uh, moving on to bigger venues uh, you know signing a record deal all this kind of stuff, and there was a pattern to this mm-hmm. where it was all like, you go out there and you do it, and you have to hope the big guy there with the record deal signs you in order to get you, you know, to all the stores and to bigger gigs and all that kind of stuff to promote you, and eventually then you kind of make it, quote-unquote. And he was mentioning how that worked in the past, but now since the model is shifting and the internet kicked in, and we have stuff like Patreon YouTube, a lot of the stuff that is um, people are just sitting at home watching videos, that his opinion was that um, the key to succeeding isn't so much to create this wall like it used to be between the artist and the fans. Uh, Let's say, for instance, like if you're a big band, you create this music. Big band! Okay, go on. So if you're this uh, big band, big band, uh, not the genre, but the <laughs> type of band, uh, and you create this music video that's like really cool and it's pro and it's like cost fifty thousand dollars to fund. Uh, has amazing angles, great quality. You know, you're playing there, looking all cool in the video and all that stuff, and you create this video. Shooting it, some big balls out of the school, right? Yeah, goes on TV. People are watching. People are loving it. And the, in a sense, and I know this is, I would say though, it's a little bit simplistic the view. But you know, let's take you know, give it the most, give it um, how do you say that? Uh, take it in its best light. Uh, mm-hmm. There is this kind of broad uh, differentiation, whereas in the past there was a bit of a divide. And again, I know this is kind of simplistic, but there was a bit of a divide where, you know, the artist has made it. They're up there, they have this label, they're they're big, they're making music videos, MTV. Like you yeah. can't achieve that. You can't reach that. You know what I mean? If you did, you have to you do this whole go, thing that they want to do. Forget it. Exactly. Yo, how are you going to win? But now <laughs> it's okay. But now uh we have things like YouTube, which kind of in a way just destroys that barrier. But I love that. Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, I, this, I, is, this, I, is, this is part I, of the... I think I just jumped gun. But this is me in, interpreting his opinion. Uh, it destroys that barrier where now, you know, suddenly everyone has access to making a video. Everyone can sit in front of their computer and play a, a song on your guitar. And his whole thing was to say that 
it isn't so much anymore about this reaching this success level, but it's just being honest and kind of being real with your audience and saying, okay, look, this is just me in front of a computer playing with my guitar. And that can go uh, as far, if not farther, than doing this whole kind of separation of spiel. doing this. Yeah, spiel of doing this cool music video. Like, and, like our friend, like my friend Kat from Australia. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone, you know, anyone doing music or just starting out making music in their bedroom and doing stuff, and it creates this kind of more, shall we say, you know, equal environment where it's like, hey, you know, I'm a musician doing stuff. I like doing this. Check it out. And there isn't the sense of I'm up there, you're down here, and I like that. I think it's cool. I and like he, it he's too. Kind of the key is just to be real, just to be honest. I think we've had enough of governance. I now pronounce you. Oh man, what is that Duke from? Of the Lone Islands. Ah yes. Prince Caspian. Mm. Yeah, and I, I like that idea because... But I, I think there is still, of course... I the, will name your sisters duchesses and your brother a duke. Isn't there like a... Who else is there? Man, remember the plastic duke. armor? It was great. Caspian? I loved it. I loved hearing Ooh, the yes. plastic going... <laughs> Ready your men. And that's cool, I think, because I still think, of course, there's room for cool music videos and stuff. I, it wasn't about that, per se. It was just really about... That this new model, there's something inherently, well, there could be something inherently good about this new model. Where I think so, yeah. Where we're breaking down this stupid, you know, middleman. But then, but uh, that was good. It was good. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to say like, oh, destroy the middleman. But I'm just saying that it's oper- offering a different route you can take. So now, instead of uh, you know having to, you know, work super hard and try to. Well, you have to work super hard, but I'm saying instead of having to go this old route through systems, now you can just put yourself out there immediately, work on your stuff, get better, and at the same time, you can, you know, in a way, it's like it kind of speeds up the process of being able to put stuff out there. But I'm still an advocate, agree, though, of, of making sure what you put out there is oh, good. Yes, you yes, know, yes, that's yes. the key, because I, with this kind of model, there's a potential of people to think, oh, I'll just put out this thing I just played yesterday, I learned it. That's not going to be really that interesting for people. Yeah, yeah. You know, work, work at your stuff, and when you feel it's ready. But the nice thing is that you, there is an option to put it out there. That's right. And on top, you have these cool things. I think, which is changing the whole industry, is websites where you can uh, have a have a fan base and they, uh, you know, support they kind you of, financially. Yeah, they kind of monitor it and stuff. And it creates a nicer, I feel like, a more mutual, mutually um, beneficial relationship, mm. right? You and the Nabu phone a symbian circle. Circle. What was that? I think it's a symbiotic cool. relationship. Symbi- 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 I think it's... What happens to one of you will affect the other. You must understand this. Obi-Wan, thank you. Thank you, uh, Obi-Wan. That will be enough. Most nice. I didn't teach him to say that. I think it's cool. I didn't teach him to say that. Got this, up, this hyperdrive generator open. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, so I don't know. I like it. I like it. I like it, too. Um, I, just, I just hope it works out. Yeah, we make that short movie. Yes, yeah, see, see, like that stuff wasn't around like ten years ago. No, I mean, it wasn't even possible. You have to be like, what am I supposed to do? Go to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. But uh, and, you know, you still have to go. You still have to like hang out in Los Angeles a little. You bit. do. You do. I mean, the ultimately, I think one thing to take away the old as well. What is fogey? The old fogies. What does that mean? A fogey? Mm-hmm. It's like a, like a like a chap. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a like a bloke. But I think also what I'm understanding from this whole change and shift in the system is that, you know, it still has to come down to people. 
and relationships and working with people and working with other people. I think that's still something that I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid that it might, um, in a way, because there is the Internet, because you can do everything yourself, in a sense, it might discourage a bit of um, collaboration. And, you know, that was something that was great in the past. Whereas, you know... Why, why would it discourage some Well, in a sense, for instance, let's say, like, let's say take, for instance, me, for instance. Uh, you know, I can make music at home, I can record it, and I can make a sound really close to actually having a band, and that's great, but at the same time, you're, you can, in a way, miss an element of just hanging out with people and jamming and making music together But you can still do that. You can, but you I'm can saying... Just have, you just have to make yourself do it. Exactly, see? And I think maybe with this... Maybe the better word is And then is you it, can hang it out, hang it out, hang it out with family, having ourselves a party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess maybe a better word is that it might, in a way, make you less, uh, it might make you less prone to just go out and do it because now it's easier to do this. But, you know, I'm not saying that either one is worse or better. Well, I am. I, I think it's probably ultimately better to have this you know, emphasis on on uh, people and working with people. But then again, this gets into a whole conversation about the internet and, you know, where mm. we are today in society. <laughs> you know, and like, you know, what it means yeah, to actually, little, uh, you know, communicate how we are today and stuff like that, which is a whole different topic. But anyway, sticking to music and creating, I still think that it seems for right now is that even if they're negatives to that uh, new model, I think that it's a cool opportunity because... I think, in the end, it promotes just creativity. You know, it just promotes that you get to make stuff, work on it, put it out there, and it's less daunting. Solid which is a nice thing. Which is a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how do we get here? I'm trying to think. We were talking about... What am I being? What are we going? Before, we were talking about the guy with the interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, and reviewers. Yeah, and same thing with... Yeah, reviewers. See, we were talking about critics and just... You know, putting, let's say, someone like Chris Tuckman is just making videos. He likes watching movies. He likes uh, crit critiquing films. He's putting it out there. He's getting better. Well, the thing is that they do have That's some, right. like, standards. Like, I mean, like, the quality is good. Of course. It's nice to watch. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's brisk and stuff like that. What yeah. I'm saying, what's nice is that Chris Tuckman can now, you know, pump it up on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Instead of having Without to having go through this whole system. Yeah. And then, you know, when he's 47. But then the system will strike back and they say copyright infringement. Yep, of course. There's problems on both ends. Of course. Because now I think that now it's we've kind of people have been speculating that we're in the Wild West still of the Internet where things are not yet figured out how to regulate stuff. And so now, you know, I think when we start seeing these things like YouTube and copyright getting stricter, it's going to kind of suck in a way because it'll start to choke. That's $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. horse. It'll start to choke, uh, you know, people who are just, you know. And then we get into the question of copyright law. <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but, you know. We'll be please. How do you juggle, you know, creative commons and derivative works and stuff? Because I think I think the copyright laws have I think to definitely be revised and updated reformed, yes. for today's... Uh, I think so, man. Access. It has to be something done. It's, it's, it's ridiculous right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's problematic, but... I My strong words, Runt! There is definitely a... So what's your name, Pilgrim? Did we finish? We finished watching Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. It's funny, you know, with Back to the Future, what are your feelings towards watching a movie like Back to the Future? I have to say that 
you know, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Such, such good movies that it makes me a little bit sad because, you know, like when you finish it, you're like, no. Oh, no. You're like, man. That's okay. You can watch. You can go play on Back forever. to the Future the game. I know. But I'm saying that it's like, you know, movies like that capture something so special that it makes you kind of sad that it's over and, you know. What other movies do that? Mm, oh, okay. Dun, I can tell you. Dun, dun, uh, you know, The Parent dun, Trap. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Parent Trap. Well, if the, you know, make a sequel. Let's see, The Parent Trap. Ah, uh, don't the make sequel. a sequel. That'd be That's terrible. Not a good idea. Didn't the sequel? The Parent Trap, uh, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings. No, it's yeah. done. It's over. Huh? The story's over. No, no. I, I didn't mean in a sense like, let's keep going forever. I just meant like, when it's done, there is this sadness because... It was so. It was such a fun and enjoyable experience, you know. And these characters are so great. And it's like everything fits so well together in the story. It's just like you know, you don't want to just like finish it. You know what I mean? I'm contradicting myself, but I'm saying that not. I'm not promoting keep making more stuff. But I'm saying like you wish it's just like oh it's done. Um, right. Like it's just it's like so good. <laughs> okay. Too good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, man. I don't know. I think that's you know, amazing. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings since 2009. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Totally. What other movies can you think of? Yeah. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Really? <laughs> Robocop. Are you serious or joking? I don't know. I haven't seen Robocop in a long time. It was Monty time. Python. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah? Because the ending was so abrupt. Yeah. I mean, someone's the, I just, just the whole thing, like the whole thing where it's just like, just goodness. I would hang out with them most of the more. But, okay, forget it. Forget the ending <laughs> thing. I'm just saying like, what movies are just like so good? They're just like jam-packed with goodness. That it's just like, you know, it's too good. You know what I mean? It's different to like, let's say, Die Hard. Let's say Die Hard. I watch Die Hard. It's like, I love it. It's a great film. Fun. But it's not, like, filled with, like, goodness in the sense that, like, Back to the Future is. Welcome to the party, pal. You know, Back to the Future, you have, like, the relationship with Doc and Marty is so awesome. They're, like, you know, like, they're so cool. You know, and then the third one, you have, like, you know, new elements. And, you know, in the second one, you get backstories of, like, his parents and all this stuff. You know, everything just interconnects so nicely. Hmm. It's different to, like, Die, Die Hard. Because Die Hard is just, like, a straightforward action film. It's great. I'm just saying they're different emotional levels. Mr. McLean. I perceive them. You know? Okay. What do you think? Commando. What do you think? Commando is good, <laughs> good, cheesy fun. Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is interesting because Terminator 2... See, it's interesting because you can't say, for me, like, Terminator 2 is not jam-packed with the same kind of goodness. Okay. Oh, man. No, what? I'm just talking. Uh, it's great. I love Terminator 2. But it's different because Terminator 2 is darker. You know, it's it's delving into different things where it's more you know serious. Like, oh, I have to think about this. You know. Well, then I can't. I can't. Do you know what I mean or no? Am yeah, I yeah. Clear? I think. I'm just saying. Let's say there's. Dun, 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 How about this? Dun, 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 movies I'm thinking dun, 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 that are jam packed with goodness are like idealistically good. Like there's ideally. Yeah, Indiana Jones perfect. That's great. Indiana Jones is great. Yeah, that's the same kind of level. But Jacob Raiders. Or, 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 or Grail. You Last know, Crusade. Raiders you know, or Crusade. I was thinking about this. I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm Raiders. I'm for Raiders. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm just Maybe you should to, watch it again. But I'm getting to the point where it's like... Junior, 
You know, there's, really, there's junior. not really much of a need what to just say which one is better and which one is uh, worse from the three. They're all different, and they all offer different I know, different I know, but, uh, but I'm talking, okay. when I talk about it, I'm talking personally, because I don't, if you liked Crusade more, that's great. I think, yeah, personally, if we're just going to, if, it's if personally, I have to I, pick one. If I would pick one, I would always pick Raiders first. Raiders, okay. I don't know, for me, if I have to Raiders pick one. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's going to be the third one. third one just, it does everything. The third one does everything. There isn't a moment in the third one. Let's say, like, in Raiders, there's the part where... Let's say the snake pit scene. You know, like, that's a That's a great scene. scene. Okay, maybe not the snake pit scene. Maybe the digging scene. Digging scene. Let's say that took a longer time. But in the third film, there isn't a moment like that. It's like, everything just goes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about how come no one Temple of Doom? No one appreciates my Music? references, my intricate references to the different sh- scenes. Maybe I should have a little button, a bell, <laughs> for your references. <laughs> like, and then that's the silhouette. We'll that's have the that beautiful silhouette shot. Just. Totally. Temple of Doom. This is a hotly debated. No, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, no. Why don't people like Temple of Doom? This is the weird thing. Like, it's a B movie, man. But it's like it's like it's like the A I version know, of a B so movie. Far. I wouldn't go so the far. The A version of a B movie. Maybe that's a better description. Because it's it's pulpy and it's like those pulp novels. But the good thing is it doesn't care about it. No, yeah. but that's what is good. It's just you know it's a little bit. I would say it's not very eventful in the middle. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when when Indy and the gang get captured, and it is one location, the tuggies will uh, it is arise. More or less one location. Be more powerful than ever. You know. Yeah. So I can see that. But here's an interesting thing, right? If you look at those, you three, you look at those three movies, you betrayed Shiva. And someone might be like, you know, like, the second one is worse to them. And it's like, well, but think about the standards we're talking about here. We're talking about really high standards in the Indiana Jones films. Yeah. Like the characters are great. Uh, Indiana Jones, you know, like how he goes about stuff. I don't know, like and, and the way it's paced and everything, it works so much better than any other film out there. The myriads of movies that just don't do a good Jacob, job. Jacob, you clearly haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so Guardians. Good. Oh, yeah, so yeah Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so good. Marvel, they're, they're doing so good. Oh, so good. Marvel. That should be the new pronunciation. <laughs> Marvel. That's the French. They are doing so that's good. That's the French uh, branch. Where they, uh, you know, where they do, um, uh, so we watched those, remember we watched the history of comics, remember that? Yeah, I want to watch Empires of Dreams again. That was a good documentary. I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. It has been called the greatest science fiction adventure in the world! Have we recommended? <laughs> have we recommended? <laughs> Remember, thank you Disney for Star Wars. Thank you Disney for Star Wars. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. That's so good. Luke, <laughs> Disney Luke Skywalker. Thank you Disney. We'll we'll, we'll 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 release that later. We'll release that later. That 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 guy, that crowd. The Disney man. Yeah, the Disney people. That's what I imagine. It's just the Disney people. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say something. There's fan mail. I forgot. Really? Yeah, I got fan mail. What? Fan mail? Do you, do, do, do you remember the password for... Yeah. It is... Uh... Oh, 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 oh. 
Here's fan mail. Ready for Jacob? Ready for fan mail? Fan mail. We fan just mail. got a letter. Fan we just mail. got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Left-handed hero. Okay. I have liked your pathetic Facebook page, have followed your barren Twitter, and am emailing your disgraceful inbox. Are you proud of me? Yes. Sincerely. XX true not postcat fan ninety two XX. Ooh. Wonderful. That was a great Thanks. letter. Thanks, sir. I like your letter. I like your letter. It's very good. Nice. Is that the fan mail? Yeah, that's oh, it. it was good fan mail. I liked it. It was very nice. It was a good one. We should write ourselves fan mail and pretend <laughs> it's real fan mail. Yeah. And pretend, and then we make a really moving letter, and it's like, you really made a difference in my life. <laughs> Thank you. Your friend in time, Doc MNL Brown. I never knew I could write something so touching. It's beautiful. <laughs> I know, Doc. It's beautiful. But there is a Twitter for this place. You can go. You know, we have five lonely Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's a good sound effect. So if you're a secret what? listener out there... I'm sorry, this episode is not a Twitter. Is not like the famous warrior with a sword. No, no. Yeah. Oh, well. No, we were talking about something which is kind of interesting. Yeah, Jones. Eh, whatever. We can sing, we can sing songs. Now here is okay. a tale I think you will meet. The bells of Notre Dame. We can invite what guests. What makes a monster and what makes a man? I'm Marga. No. <laughs> Clive, how's it going, Sing Clive? the bells. Oh, it's good. I love, I love, I love watching Indiana Jones. <laughs> Do you? The second one is the best. <laughs> Why? Because it's dark and gritty and evil. Yes. Put your ribs the heart out. He's <laughs> like, om nom shepherd, om nom shepherd. Kalima, Kalima Shatide. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, did, uh, we, did we mention... To our listeners. Oh yeah, we have to talk about this. What? Well, the the the, the other stuff. But go on. The uh, deleted magic. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about okay. it. Okay, but no one's gonna click it. Cause... Oh, that's too bad. You never know. You never know. I hear a click in the background. Someone is watching deleted More magic. More of a slap. Deleted magic is cool. That's great. I want to see more. I want to see more. <sighs> what do you want to say? Well, we have our our contest, Jacob. No, we leave it to the end because people oh. won't remember if we say now, right. which is true for anyone, even myself. Like, I'm going to get more muscle. Middle, leave for the end. Waiting, waiting, waiting for the world to How change. About love is a verb. Oh yeah, when's that coming out? What? The Hobbit. Oh, <laughs> I have to go now and uh, do some serious mm. visual gags and drawings. Definitely. definitely. I wish we had. A, I wish we had a player that could do like different quality sizes. You know, so people can enjoy it in different quality sizes. Like, you know, 480. Right. Uh, well, you're, we're going to have to do that. Yeah, I'll figure it out somehow. <laughs> it's just us talking about figuring things out. How long have we been talking right now? Oh, you know. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I don't know, actually. I, I can't switch it while it's recording. I think it's time to stop because I don't have anything. We've been talking for almost exactly an hour. That's good. It'll be like uh, one of those Adam Savage podcasts. Which ones? Where he's just hit 30 minutes. That's all it was. Yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's probably good if we we stop it right now. I'm looking at uh, uh, Kingfishers. Mm. Cyrus Sangman and the Kingfishers? There's a Kingfisher, see? Hmm. 
Good eating, eating fish. I love fish. Oh, I helped my friend Amanda. She went to pitch uh, this animated TV show. That's awesome. And I, I helped do two animatics. I know. For her. That's really cool. And she was in a presentation. 200 people were watching and they were laughing at my voices. That is really cool, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'm just so happy that she got to do it and I got Me to too. help her out. And she says that. I really hope she gets. Here's supply of sushi coming my way. Oh. <laughs> I really hope she can get that. You yes, know, yes. Definitely. Get that. Uh, uh, takes off somehow. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd, that'd be great. Be killer. Is it like a secret what it is, or I don't know. I'd rather not, yeah, talk, about not talk about just, it. I mean, I know that she would. It is an artistic project. It. We can say that. It's a it's a animated comedy cool. aimed more at adult audiences. Okay. That's pretty sweet. With dinosaurs. Pretty sweet. And dinosaurs. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. So that's what I've been doing to this the, these weeks, and I have to do cool. another. You know, best friend Zaibatsu over there. They need more subscribers. I know they have half a million subscribers, more than half a million, but they need to get a million. Yeah. I think they deserve it. They're pros. They're pros at what they do. They have great character dynamic. That is true. I don't know how to watch them, but that's probably true. Mm -hmm. And they go in depth with the game. Right. They talk about the game. And they make jokes about it. They don't, just make, like, they don't make just like off comments. Off kilter jokes. Yeah. And just, you know. Random thoughts. Mm-hmm. They actually <laughs> stay the kind of like this podcast right now. Right. That is a good point. That is a good point. And they have a podcast. And, you know, they talk about things beyond my comprehension. Really? Video game stuff that I don't understand. Cool. And so I'm doing an intro for them again. Animated, you know, for their video game playthroughs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And otherwise, I'm just working on my movie. That's good. Still working on it. I know this whole year we didn't do anything, but, uh, you know, it's better to wait until yeah, the story is good than go and do random things and not have faith in what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, so... So the final thing to talk about is our super secret. I promise Christmas the next podcast will be better. The next podcast, I hope, will be better because I feel like everyone's, pro- everyone's probably disappointed. Like, <laughs> what a filler episode! The super secret Christmas project is coming up, suggested by <laughs> our good friend and cousin Tim. Uh, and the first part of the secret Christmas project <laughs> is, <laughs> and it involves you, listeners. That's right. The super secret Christmas project involves you, the person listening right now. Yes. How cool is that? Not us. You. You. So, first things Yo, first. How you going? Calling everyone who listens, not just their Facebook commenters. Everyone, if you're a secret <laughs> listener out there, doesn't comment on the Facebook, and you're out there and you're listening right now, you have a chance to participate in this event. All you secret listeners out there, or one of you five Twitter followers, <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. You can. You, everyone can participate. Everyone. The first part of the project is going to start like this. Pick out. One of one 
of your favorite moments in our podcast's history. It can be like, you know, a segment, probably not like super long, let's say like, I don't know, not exceeding, what do you say, Philip? Not exceeding five minutes or something like that? Yeah. Like something relatively short, like five minutes. Find something that you found funny. Funny would probably be the best. Something that was just like made you laugh or you thought it was entertaining. Your favorite moment of the podcast in its history. So think about maybe something that you liked. Try and find it in the archives. (laughs) (laughs) I know that might take some time. I don't know if it's possible. But maybe you can try. To find your favorite moment, roughly, you know, five minutes in length, something like that, a little theme, little thing we talked about, or some, just anything. And give us the time code and the episode number. And part two is a secret, and we will then move on to the next portion of the project. So that's it. Find your favorite moment. Give us the time code exactly and Christmas what episode. Time, Christmas time. And we'll do. And then we'll I love the my Christmas phase. time. And that's it. So that if you'd love to participate, we would love if you did. It'd be fun. Christmas spirit. It's Christmas soon. We'll do something. Christmas. Oh. So there you go, yeah, everyone. Even the secret listeners out yeah. there, if there are any secret listeners. Oh yes. Oh, I'm an idiot. How, how are you supposed to reply? The best way to reply would be via email, so it includes everyone and not just the Facebook peeps. So that is, send, when you find the episode in your favorite moment with with the time code and the episode number, shoot your email at lordphilmaster at gmail.com. Once you're ready, just go on your email browser and type in lordphilmaster at gmail.com gmail.com boom there'll be a link in the description click it shoot off your message and there you go maybe put your first name that might be helpful so we can identify you later sweet that's it thank you for joining us yay well wait wait chestnuts roasting on an open fire jack frost nipping at your nose it's coming. It's coming. So we just gotta, gotta, gotta get ready. Up, so remember that. And, and this time, it's not going to be interfered by those hopping films. Yes, because we kind of like just had one Christmas thing, and nothing else was Christmas. Everything else was hopping. Cool man. But this time it'll well, be Christmas. Everybody. So I apologize. And we'll watch Die Hard in a commentary. Oh, speaking of commentaries, we might we might do a commentary in Jurassic Park. That's right. Because we because we're copying more famous people like Oliver yeah. Harper. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we're trying maybe because I, I was listening to commentaries and I was thinking we could try maybe there's something we could say that would be interesting. So, so the idea behind the commentary would be something like uh, maybe some trivia we might know. Yeah. Uh, what else can we talk about? Stuff that I like as, you know, because I, you know, I like the filmmaking thing. The filmmaking So I will, I will always talk about like, oh, this shot is great because of this and that. Okay. It's a given, okay. you know? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. natural thing that occurs totally. in my mind. Well, or basically, we'll actually just talk about how every scene looks really good. Yeah, yeah. And how everything works so well. Yeah. In Jurassic Park. And secret things. The key would be, though, Welcome to, Jurassic to watch Park. it HD. Because you're gonna find some secrets. Oh yes, some secrets. There's a secret we found. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Cool. So there we go. That's the Christmas special project. There'll be more description on the on the thing. 
And have a happy everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. If, if you're you an American, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, if you don't, you can just you know go to McDonald's. Yeah, and eat yourself a Big Mac. I'm gonna try to get a turkey. Unless you hate McDonald's, in that case, you know you can eat like drink water or something. <laughs> that's it. I'm McDonald's or water. <laughs> that's 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 your. That's it. Food. McDonald's of water. Totally joking. Eat whatever you want. Eat whatever you want. Hey, I love you. Not you, the, the audience. Absolutely. I love the audience. I love Me them. too. All right, guys. Uh, sorry for this episode if it was... Uh, troubling. Troubling. But if it wasn't, then all is well. Do we have a song at the end? No. Yes, we do. Oh? I always have a song at the end. Really? I have so many people that could just provide do a song. Do you really have a song? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Hold on. All right, here we go. Ready? All right, I'm ready. We have a song by Max Indigo, and he did a remix, and it's called Kyoto Kitty. Kyoto Kitty. Let it rip. Woo! Is it right?
Is it good? Let me see. I think it might. This might be better. This is exactly what I wanted from you. I wanted you to start this podcast One, two, right. Three, four. And when that podcast was right and was happy, I'd like to say a few things. Chill to the brim. Chill to the brim. I want to chill to the brim. Who? Say something. This is exactly what I wanted from her. I wanted her to serve me a beer. Chilled exactly a... Uh, an F-stop? I didn't want to say F-stop. Say Chilled something. exactly Whoa. one You're degree quiet, below. At freezing temperature, freezing temperature, freezing temperature. That is what I wanted. Freezing temperature. At freezing temperature. Freezing temperature. Freezing temperature. I wanted I a freezing temperature. Freezing temperature. I told you. Freezing. Yeah. 